Welcome to the Modeling Empire Narratives Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan Flowers. I'm Trey Mosley. I'm Jacob Hale. And it's good to be back with my fellas, man. Good to see you guys, man. It's been We've a been long on. time coming. Man, I haven't seen oh, yeah. y'all in a while. Uh, just want to do some check-ins. Some check-ins, bro. Um, like I said, it's, it's good to see you guys visually. Um, obviously, we talk every day, but it's not all the time that we get to able able to connect in a way where we can see each other since you guys want to be all the way across the world from me. But um, I just want to do some check-ins just to let the... <laughs> yeah, man, I'm back home. I'm back home now. But I just want to just uh, check-ins for the, the our followers, our listeners, just to let them know what we've been doing um, just in our personal lives and how we're feeling today. So I'll, I'll start with you, Trey. How you feeling today? What you been up to like, uh, recently? Uh, recently, man, I got a, I got a new job. I work at the hospital now and I just and what do you work, do? sleep, work out. Um, I just, I'm with the patients and I like take care of patients and help, uh, like nurses and things like that get what they need to do. It's what I'm doing so I can get clinical hours to go back to school. So and personally, I just, just working out, man. And I go to sleep and I play the game. That's yeah, he's got. a big game hat. Big, big game hat. How you feeling today, bro? Can you identify our motion for me today? How we feeling today? Hey, I'm, 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 I'm a little uh, juiced. I had the day off, you know. I, was, I played some disc golf today. Was by the pool. We had a, we had ourselves today. So look at him. Look at him doing some exciting things. So you hell man. I'm gonna I'm transition to hell. How you, how you doing today? What you been up to here recently? Yeah, I, I'm doing, I'm doing well for sure. Uh, like, man, I've been working, working so much, a lot of overtime, uh, man, uh, obviously we talk about it, but yeah, man, I've been putting on a very important, huge project that we're trying to get through and everything. So yeah, it's been taking up a lot of my time for sure, but on a normal time, you know, everything's been great. Um, same with Trey, man. You know, it's really fun going into the gym, you know, getting that workout in, especially after work and stuff. And, you know, just having the ability to have a little bit of fun, you know, explore a little right. bit, try new things. The usual, I would say. Well, that's, that's good to hear, bro. We all seem to be some 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 gym heads, bro. So it's a good it's a good grounding process. Um, definitely for all of yeah, us. What you been up to, bro? Oh man, I'm blessed. But first off, how I'm feeling today is I'm feeling very, very blessed, bro. I'm just glad to be back with you guys doing a podcast. Obviously, you know, this is something that I love to do in our, in our free time, but, um, but just work really. Um, I had a couple guests speaking, um, experiences. I got a couple coming up as well. So doing a lot of work, working out, just doing some internal things within myself to, um, you know, improve self-worth self-image self-love doing all the things that we talk about on this podcast but um just being intentional what do you talk about in your public speaking that you do uh so recently i uh had the chance to go back to my high school um to to speak to to the incoming freshman class believe it or not i had a lot of anxiety (laughs) going in there to speak to a bunch of 15 14 year olds uh entering high school i never had anxiety like that not not before a game, not before anything. So, and to calm myself down, I had to listen to Kurt Franklin. He's able for about duh, ten minutes. <laughs> for about <laughs> ten minutes before I can even get the courage to even walk into the school to to even do this. But um, it went well, bro. Uh, they received mm-hmm. me well. They asked a lot of good questions. 
Um, and it's always a good thing to go back and uh, speak to my high school. But we actually had a, a topic on growth mindset. So just how, entering high school, understanding that we kind of figuring out ourselves. But, you know, it's a time to be curious and a, a time to be exploring a lot of things. Yeah. For sure. So that was kind of the topic of the day. But um, yeah, I'm glad we got that over with because, uh, you know, as as I was rolling through it, I was I was good. But at the beginning, it was a little shaky. But we're here, though. And, the sweat and rolling down your back. All of that sweat. Yeah. But yeah. We, we got it done. And they were uh, they like I said, they were very receptive of me. So but I'm blessed, though. I'm blessed, though. But and saying that, though, um, it's good to see you guys. Like I said, we haven't been able to do this in a while. Um, but to all be here in a, in a controlled environment where we're recording and, you know, now we're moving over to YouTube. Um, like this has been in the works for a while, has it not? How we been, yeah. how long have we been talking been trying about trying to plan this, getting the oh, online man. stuff set up, getting everybody managed, all of that. Man, we, yeah, for a long time. we've been talking about this mm-hmm. probably since season one, like literally probably like a little bit before we even started recording, we were talking about trying to start filming and getting that all set up so but yeah with, yeah, with, with, being with able all the to moving be in pieces the different locations yeah so with all the moving pieces yeah. we weren't able to get everything aligned but now that we're here it's, it's it's super important that we give people that visualization of you know seeing the emotions seeing us talk about these important things in a way where it's not just audio i mean audio is the most important things but to see us and how we engage in our conversation is a, another element of making this podcast a great thing. So, and speaking to that, um, before I even get into anything, I want to give a shout out to, to Marcus Polk for his contributions to the podcast. You know, he's been shouting us out and he's been with us since day one, since season one, episode one, um, my dear friend that I went to, to school with. Um, and he actually was helping in the contributions to help us move over to YouTube. So I want to give out to a uh, shout out to him for making that happen. And I want to give a shout out to his brand, Mark Hicks, um, you could get at him for all your exclusive sneaker needs, including pre-orders on uh, upcoming sneaker drops. You can follow his business page on Instagram at Mark Hicks Vault or his personal page at Marco Polo 23 and his link. The links for um, those pre-orders are in his bios. And he also has a couple vaults um, and uh, a couple stores around the around the Midwest. So he does a lot of good shoe business and shoe reselling. But yeah, on the get you the good sneaks. The good sneaks. But on the on the yeah. topic of sneaks, before we even move into anything, uh Trey, you know, you're a fellow sneakerhead like myself. Um uh, mm-hmm. what you looking forward to? I need a I need a shoe that you uh looking forward to to dropping this year. A shoe looking forward to dropping them lost and found red Jordan ones. Those I just like how they put the box together and they have like the different box like you'd find it in a pawn shop and they have like a little pawn receipt, pawn shop receipt that comes with it. And it's just the vintage look. I like how sneakers are starting to go back to the vintage look and the old ways that that they presented shoes and just trying to make everything different. Absolutely, for me, it's got to be that that those uh, red and white Elevens. That's coming out oh, in December. No way you're Christmas. Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know what? And I haven't bought a shoe since that cool gray. So um, you got to take give me a little bit of slack. That's because you can't win them. Yeah, you ain't got okay. it, man. That's what speaking it is. To that, speaking to that hill, and I want to get to you in a little bit, but speaking to that, since Trey is here giving me the blues, I need to make a public service announcement that Trey is using <laughs> a bot. Um, uh, for all the sneaker guys out there, Trey is actively using a bot. I don't care what he says. <laughs> I will accuse him of this. I don't care what evidence I do or do not have. Um, I know for a fact that he's using one because there's no way you're make, you're winning all the shoes. There's no way. 
Like, and you could just go ahead and be honest with the viewers and listeners, bro. They're coming to get you regardless. Nah, them they gonna stay away from me. They going after the big boys. I don't, I don't use a bot, man. I just you either got it or you don't, bro. I'm trying to tell you, that's all it is. Yeah, you either you either got a bot or you don't. That that's <laughs> that's that's what that's what he's saying, hell. But I know hell. My guy is into uh, my guy. Hell is into a lot of things. Um, you know, outside of sneaker things. But hell, anything you want to talk about in terms of something you are interested in. Um, for you, you're very particular. Something that guy. you've been doing recently, yeah. Yeah, I am a pretty particular guy. No, I mean, I just no, I really just like to try new things, see what works for me, and everything. Um, like I was telling you, you know, I definitely need to get back into reading and <clears throat> been eyeing some cool stuff that I wanted to look at and some fun stuff that I'd like to get read at some point so you know nothing too amazing as buying sneakers but it's cool to me so that's all that matters oh yeah bro yeah. no we no he, he he's big on saving money first off so um he's definitely the person that's going to tell you what to do and what not to do with your money he's like the mm-hmm. the dad of the group and all of my group chats that we, oh, we in with God. each other <laughs> now he, he he definitely is and 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 to speak to that uh also i want to say something to hell is that he also uh, adopted the city of st louis which is a cardinal sin um cause since he's from chicago so i need him on the spot to pick what city are you claiming chicago or st louis because you can't claim both i can't you know i can't let you claim it you know where he claim it it's where he lives i, I, can't, I can't let him claim so, both so so the rule is the rule is is that you get two, and the and the 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 criteria for two is you get your hometown for sure. You automatically get your hometown, right? Right, right. And then your second one is either where you start as a young adult or where you build your family at. But you get two. That's the rule is two. So right. St. So- Louis is building in the two right now. So, but so, of course, so I'm always going to support Chicago. One city, you got to claim it. I heard everything you said. I need you to claim if it was the last city on earth and you had to pick where to live the rest of your days at. Is it St. Louis or Chicago? Damn. Yeah. Uh, so, you got to think about this. Is it, might, no, no, okay. No, city. so here's the, it, not the, the issue. The thinking is all you needed to know. The issue is. The issue is the easy answer is Chicago, but man, that's just now he has a butt. So I mean, so, I mean the Bears are doing too well. When, you know, there ain't a lot to root for right now in that city. Wow, see, you, you see got how the Blues always I can't, good, Cardinals I can't always wait. good. I can't wait until your Chicago friends and family hear this. This is, I mean, this is great. I I set you up for this so you you knew what was to happen. So I hope Chicago definitely disowns you. And that was the purpose of me doing that. So, um, but without that, you know, without further ado, bro, I want to get into the topic of the day, bro. Um, I'm glad to just, like I said, (laughs) of course, of course, I can't let you get your, get your last word in, bro. I think that's where it's got to end at. It's got to end at. You, you're no longer allowed in Chicago. That's where it's got to stay. But, But I want to get into the dialogue for the day, um, which is um, checking our own biases. Um, So, you know, I want to define bias because it has a broader definition. But 
you know, the, the real definition is a disproportionate weight in favor or against an idea or thing, usually in a way that's closed minded, you know, or unfair. And it can be learned or innate. So speaking to like brain association and subconscious or unconscious thoughts formulated when we have a bias. Right. So the brain's tendency is to categorize information in a way where we have it accessible, you know, where it's not something we have to think about. Right. Those unconscious triggers, those unconscious things where we can just draw from those things and we can make decisions off of those. So my question to to you, Hale, is what is your initial thought that comes to mind when you hear the word bias? Like what is what is something that that you think of when you hear that word? And I, so when <clears throat> my personal thought when I hear a bias is first bias in and of like the word itself is neutral. Right. So people, when people say bias, it's always thing that you see, hear, experience, all comes together see it as a negative. Right. In my opinion, I always believe it to be neutral because there are good biases. But to really make it straightforward, biases are really just your perception of the world. Every to form your own personal bias that you use to filter throughout the world. Right. And you're able to make decisions based off of that. And like I said, it's innate or it could, and mostly those things are learned, right? We, nothing in this world, you know, we grow up with a, on a, with a blank canvas, right? And so most of the things, our biases are learned from whether it's our environment or whether it's in the home. Um, those are the things that we pick up and then we kind of filter out the decisions and our, you know, like that, that scope of the world through our lens. So I'll shift to you, Trey. Like for you, what is, what is the, the word bias hold? Like what weight does that hold and what does it mean to you? Um, I definitely agree with Hale when he says that like biases are made by yourself and like your feelings. And I think like bias for me is more of like your feelings that automatically decide like a choice or give you an idea of something without actually getting being able to read it and like read into the situation or like observe what it actually is. It's like the it's like the saying like don't judge a book by its cover. I kinda associate that with being biased. Right. And and like you said, there's good and bad. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. But speaking to biases, like we, we formulate those things when we're young. Right. Those are things, those, those learned behaviors, those learned tendencies that we learned in the house, whether in our community, whether in our city. We all got our, our own unique things depending upon our own situations. But like I said, it affects our decision making. Right. And biases can limit our range of cognition in numerous ways. Like how we, you know, respond to crisis situations, problem solving, critical thinking. And it's essential to not have these things be detrimental in regards to like clouding our thought process when it's time for us to make those critical decisions in life. Right. And so my question to you, Trey, is has there been a time where you felt that that preconceived notion or bias in some sort of way? And has it affected your decision? And, and if so, in what ways had it affected your decision or the outcome of the situation? I think that um, most decisions that you make throughout, like, your day-to-day -day living are, like, based off of biases. They have, like, a, a sort of, like, bias in them. Like, and I can even tell you an instance where that's, like, you can definitely tell that there's a bias is that you have, like, different friend groups. Like, you always have that one big friend group, and then you have smaller right. different friend groups that have, like, different people or just, like, add like one, drop one, and, like, just other people. Yeah, like, clicks. And like sometimes there'll be like in the big friend group, it'll be like, all right, let's go do something like somebody will say it. But in those smaller right. friend groups, they say like if one person isn't going or other people aren't going, then I'm not going to go because I don't want to be around our big friend group without the smaller pieces. 
And I feel like that's right. something that's like a choice based off of biases that I've made and, personally and before. For sure. And like, and then like, you know what I'm saying? We have biases when, within our friend groups as well, you know, and a lot of the, the thing about men in, in particular us is that our friend groups are, are formulated quickly, right? Like our group chats are formulated mm-hmm. quickly. We become friends with men, super, super close. It don't really, you know, there's viral videos of men becoming friends super, super quick. It, we just need, we don't even need really a reason to become uh, friends with guys. And it's so just a common those, interest and you like, we good. Yeah. It's that, that, that underlying thing. So I'll shift to you, Hill. Like, has there been a time where you felt that preconceived notion or bias has affected the decision of yours? And, and if so, in what way? Yeah. Um, kind of like what Trey was saying, and I agree with is that, you know, it, it, first of all, to be clear, biases are completely natural. People always make it seem like, again, that it's something wrong. It, it's a bad thing. It's that everyone naturally is going to be biased to a degree. There's no, the best you can do is try to be as neutral as you can, but you're always going to have some type of bias. Um, and personally for me, uh, there's a particular time is, well, growing up in Chicago, which I still root for Chicago. So we still root for Chicago, but here it goes. uh, So Chicago's a very liberal city, which is not hard to figure out if you've ever been there, been around, or just understand the dynamics, right? Right. Um, But it was very biased as a liberal city to where you never really got to see the other side of the argument. Now, it existed, but it wasn't a big press of town. There's a lot of things that we did that isn't. So in my hometown in particular, it was a liberal, very progressive. We were years ahead of a lot of other people doing, you know, uh, right. gender neutral bathrooms as an example we were very early on to adopt that before other schools and across the country started to bring that on uh, but going to college went to college in a small town in Missouri uh, right. as you imagine it was very red so going there and having my first college roommate couldn't have been more of an opposite human being than me of course Absolutely. Uh, I know you're speaking to it, too yeah, no, he's a cool guy, and you know we're friends Absolutely. and everything. But yeah, you know we have very different lifestyles, different dynamics, and everything. And the biggest thing was the fact that I came there and I was very liberal, and he was there and he was very Republican, right? Right. Well, my original bias coming in is that all Republicans were bad and all Republicans were wrong, right? Right. So I came in there obviously with a disdain to a degree only from the sheer fact of his political views. Right. Right. Well, you have to live with that person regardless. So as time went on, you slowly start to hear their side. You slowly start to hear their ideology and you realize one-on-one when you're able to really talk to someone, you know, there's a lot more common ground than you would believe that there is with a person. So through talking with him, I understand I was like, Okay, I understand why you think this way. Or, okay, I understand, you know, actually, I would agree with that, too. Like, I would swing that way in this particular situation. And as that continue, you start to change your perception and how you view the world, right? So now he thinks, because, again, you know, I lived in a town where I have a way more balanced view 
especially with politics, when I always thought one side was right. And it's never like that. It's one side is sometimes right. Another side is sometimes right. One side is wrong. Sometimes the other side is wrong. It's all wove. You know, it all comes together and flows in its own ways. And that's definitely a good time where my my original bias definitely damaged my view of the world in a negative way. And being able to get look look at things and look at the world and challenge and to discuss it definitely helps me now and how I learn. And and we'll speak to that you know, and a little bit about being challenged, right? And our biases being challenged, but in particular, what you're talking into is a, a little bit where we have this thing in society of being very polarizing, right? Being on one side, whether it's political, whether all these ideologies, we don't really allow that gray area, right? You got to either hold this stance or you got to hold this stance, right? So a lot of those things, uh, you know, in terms of polarization happen within our society on a lot of ideological things, whether it's political, like I said, you know, and there's moral things that, you know, you just can't be on the fence on with racism and stuff like that. Like those should be commonalities where you all should be in agreement on things. But there's a lot of things where society pushes you to a side and makes you feel wrong if you want to have that dialogue or that gray area or, you know, have those conversations. But that's something that we should have. And, and to speak to your point for me um, and my decision making, how I bias definitely affected me growing up. Right. I grew up in a, you know, in an all women household. And for me, I end up going to a college school. So I, ha- I was I wouldn't say sheltered, but, you know, growing up in North Omaha, I grew up in the hood. So like I was around my people, I was around a lot of African-Americans. And so I'm going to the biggest high schools um, and I was always in those, you know, honors classes and those AB classes. Those are all honors. And in a, in a way, I kind of came in with this bias is all that I knew. And, you know, and now that I look back on it, you just don't know what you don't know. Right. And so I kind of, you know, had a prejudgment towards a lot of people in terms of, you know, I probably shouldn't kick it with them because that's just not a bad look or I think they're corny or, you know, you put all these labels on people that when you end up growing up and you see them like we got a lot of commonalities and a lot of things. But it's just the nature and nurture of the situation that you were born into or the environment or what society teaches is right or wrong or like what your, 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 your close friends are doing. And so. For a lot of me, I, I, I kind of wish that I would have branched out in a lot of those things, especially in high school. Um, I'm glad I got the opportunity to afterwards and see it for what mm-hmm. it clearly, you know, clearly is. But, you know, biases def- affected a lot of my decision making. Right. Like whether I'm going to hang out with this group or not because of how I'm being perceived or something like that. And so that kind of leads me into my next point, because biases affects, pers- you know, our perspective as well. Like we talk about on this podcast all the time about keeping an open mind. Right. And being willing and having this openness to seeing other perspectives and how important that is. And if we only focus on seeing the world through our lens or our you know, own point of view, we are missing out on the whole scope of the world, you know, and it can hinder us from seeing the true reality of the world for what it really is. And so I use that metaphor of like focusing on the trees too much and not seeing the forest or focusing on the forest so much that you're not seeing what the, you know, the particular meticulous small details, you know, being focused on the trees. So it, and life is a balance, right? And so I'm going to shift right. to you, Hell, again. Like, what are those some pros and cons in your opinion? Because there's some good that comes out of biases, right, in relation to, to biases and its relations to, you know, in regards to perspective. So I, and I'm going to shift to you, Hell. So my question to you would be, what are some of the pros and cons in your opinion? Because there's some good that come out of those biases, right? We talked about it a little bit earlier in relation to, to biases and perspective. Yeah, so... uh Let's start with the pros for sure. So as we said before, 
um, biases are natural, right? It's a natural thing that happens for every human, you know, to a degree, animals for sure. Uh, So the pro of it is is instinctual. So it will protect you in a lot of situations. Um, Right. For example. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's good for initiating initiating your fight or flight. But a good example would be uh, you're very biased about staying out really late, like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., right? So you get into a position where you would be out and not in your house at about 2 a.m., 3 a.m., right? And you're biased to that, so you decide not to go out. Well, in a sense, that's you protecting, self-preservating yourself. And it wouldn't come through that bias of, well, I always hear about bad things that are happening around that time, so I just won't go this time, right? Right. So that's definitely, and there's plenty of examples like that where there's biases that are built in to help keep you safe from not just your experiences, but what you hear about other people's experiences. And then, so what's a con to that though? Well, a big con, and there's a great example that I'll lead up to it with that. But a big con is, is that it allows you to be closed minded and to a degree you'll shut out the world. And as an individual, it might not be terrible for you, but as a group or as a society, it is very dangerous. And there's a lot of examples of that. You know, if you if you have a bias against a certain group of people, well, as an individual, you might feel one way. But as a society, if everyone gets behind it, it can be very bad, very detrimental to those group of people that be living near you, next to you, around, everything like that. And a clear example in today's world that I'm seeing is that. People are so biased and people are so closed minded to what the other person has to say that it's creating a ridiculous amount of division. And that division is leading to a lot of the problems that you're seeing now. You're seeing divisions in relationships. You know, we talk about birth rate declining, everything that's associated with that. We're talking about increased violence. You know, people can't hear each other. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, there's a lot more variables than just bias, of course. But we're talking about increase of violence. Well, yeah, we're talking about increase of violence going around. You know, a lot of division, a lot of arguing, a lot of of non-unification. And because we're not together and we're not unionized, it's a lot easier for us to get manipulated. And I think that's one of the worst things that... I personally see in society as of now is that a lot of people are getting manipulated over the fact that no one's on the same accord and no one's on the same accord because everyone has their biases and they're holding on to it so strong that they can't even hear an opposing argument, a different intellectual discussion or anything of that nature. And so what you really, and what I'm really taking from what you're saying is, and and it, and it has to, you know, and I got, we, I got this theory about what the consequences of American capitalism is, right? 
we got a lot of inflated egos, right? We got a lot of things where people are trying to respond rather than to hear somebody, right? You really want to just come in with an agenda. I want to say something. I don't really want to hear what you got to say back, but I'm coming in to have these, not these natural dialogues to get something figured out where we had that gray area, but just to push my narrative. And I think you speaking to that in particular, right? Is that a, a, a lot of, we don't want to, to call it spade to spade. We're not trying to hear each other. We're not trying to have those dialogues. We think that our one way of living, our one way of living is the right way, right? And we all feel that way. And if you do that on an individual basis, right, that's where we are not really align. But in a sense, it's because we push self, right? We push self to the, you know, with the expense of other people, right? We feel as though that we're super unique. So, and and, and it has its goods to that as well. But a, a con to that is that nobody is willing to hear one of each other out, right? Because we're not, like you said, we're open, we're not open-minded enough to even have those natural and organic conversations with one another to get rid of these biases, right? And then our perception and perspective of people will stay the same, right? And it's just confirmation bias. We look for things to confirm what we already believe or want to believe about somebody instead of, you know, in the face of, you know, other information being presented to us. And that's, Absolutely. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to shift to you, Trey. What is a pro in your mind to a bias or a con in your mind to bias in relation to perspective? I think like for biases, there are both pros and cons, like both of you guys have said. And I agree with some of the things that you guys have been saying. But I think for pros, I think it's more of like getting you out of bad situations, like you guys were saying, like knowing that if you're out at a certain time, like Hale said, that bad things can happen if you stay out later or knowing that if you're going in a bad part of town or things like that, that you have to be more cautious, more careful when going in those situations. So I think that's a good bias that that is like something that people have every day. But I think it's bad bias using those situations that could be good. It also could be bad as well because you can just assume like how some people do. They assume that they're going a room full of all colored people say you're going in a room full of all colored people and you're not a colored person you could think like oh i could be in danger in such situations like that using those same context clues and biases because it's predominantly those darker skinned people who live in the areas that we're saying or you have to be more cautious and careful about which that's a poll problem itself we don't even need to talk about yeah, and that's and that has a, a lot of flavor, and we can get into a conversation about that later. But now you're speaking to something real, right? And especially, you know, when we have those in our cities, right? When you live in a bigger city, that is a problem for most people, right? Especially for me, I come from predominantly black, you know, community with North Omaha. You you live in Trey, you live in St. Louis, and then Tail being from Chicago, so we all got our neighborhoods. And mm-hmm. with us being three young African American males, right? We can, you know, we see the biases and the perceptions that other folks have on our communities, right? And so that that's something that's prevalent uh, definitely in our society. But in a sense, like you said, if you push out those negative, you know, narratives, right, they're going to believe that, right? If they see, oh, man, it's like there's a lot of crime happening in these areas, like, and they never it's experienced it, then that's the label they're going to put on it. Right. You it's never gonna, know. It you might know be I'm some saying? Like, I'm yeah no yeah and it stops you from experiencing things for what it really is right we just make a lot of assumptions but that's just how our brain is wired to assume something so we can categorize it so we don't have to put too much thought to it but i want to shift to like self-awareness right we talk you know this is summer of self-awareness right and i want to do some a little bit of internal reflection so like 
for us, every person possesses some sort of bias, right? That hold they hold towards a certain type of people or a group of people, whether it's done intensely or unintentionally, right? Done out of spite or ignorance. Like every human has them. Like if we're being honest with with ourselves, and these includes the likes of prejudices, you know, stereotyping, discrimination. It's in all these forms. It's an innate part of our brain processing, like the mechanisms to categorize these things in a way that's it processes our cognition quicker, right? So we can make quicker decisions, we can make quicker thoughts to you know in these critical thinking moments so these quicker thoughts like i said lead to quicker decisions so for you guys i want to ask like have you been in a situation where your perception or your preconceived notion of a group was challenged and can you speak to that situation in the aha moment you might have had um after that situation and i want to go ahead and start with hell with that yeah so going into college um so i've traveled i was I like to think I'm pretty well traveled, especially around the country, but there's a lot of Midwest cities that I've never been to. And actually, even with Missouri, like I never went to Missouri until I started going to college. Right. So, right. Jordan, you'll love this story. But <laughs> when I was first there as a freshman, um, I heard about a group of people that lived in the floor below me and they were from Omaha, Nebraska. Right. Right. So being from Chicago, Illinois, whenever you hear Nebraska, obviously you're hearing cornfields, nothing, you know, just just a bunch right. of random <laughs> small that. towns here and there and stuff, which isn't far from the truth. That really is Nebraska. But uh, uh, so uh, we got, I remember I would I went out there, met with some of them. One of them happens to be. Uh, the founder of this podcast, but absolutely, thank you, thank uh, you for the shout I, out. Yeah, so I remember uh, they were they were pretty pissed off about me about what I said because pretty much I was making fun of their town and everything. And at one point, Jordan even asked, like, "Well, did you even go there?" And I was like, "No, I've I've never been there at all." Right? So, right, it ended up being funny because. Right. Obviously, me and Jordan becoming really great friends and the rest of the guys down there uh, who was part of that group at the time. Right. And I actually had or got an opportunity to go to Omaha with Jordan. So he takes me out there, 4th of July, everything. And obviously, I was completely wrong about what Omaha was. Like, it was a really great city, a really you. great environment. There was so much stuff to do. Um, he took me to some great places to eat for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, one, yeah, there's a nice calf, catfish place, place out there that I know still, still has my heart Cajun for kitchen. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, but in all seriousness, um, this does speak to some biases that I've had. And the sad thing about it is that now it's great that it ended up like it did, how everyone became friends and stuff, but it really doesn't always end like that. You know, it could have the whole right. idea of meeting you guys and all of us becoming friends could have stopped right there only because I came down there and had straight bias about where they're from without even visit, without even being close to visiting the state, let alone the right. city itself. And right. I look back at it now because, again, it's funny and. You know, yeah. it, it's just a fun thing of how we met. But at the same time, it's a really great example is that, you know, I should have checked my biases right there because 
while it worked out in a great way, it could have worked out in a ter- or it could have happened in a terrible way to where we would have never been friends. We would have never been friends. All the other experiences after that moment would have never happened. And that would have right. gave me a whole different perspective, a whole different set of memories of life. You know, a lot of good times that I would have missed out on all because of that initial bias that I had. And, and I'll even speak to his aha moment for him. I remember uh end up taking him to this 4th of July party. And what's so crazy is if you know Hale, he's very much to himself, right? We and you could right. he he would be the first one to tell you that. And so what's crazy is I'm hanging out, it's a real deep party, we having a mansion party or whatever and uh I'm over here like looking around. Like usually when you bring a friend up, you you know, you're usually close in proximity. Yeah. Like they, they around you, they don't really know, know nobody. They, yeah, but, right. Right. So about an hour in, I remember having a conversation, bro. I'm over here. Now I look to my left. I'm trying to find out where he is. I'm in a, I see him way across the party, bro, having a blast. We're talking to another, you know, friend group of mine by himself, bro. And he, I think that was his aha moment. I kind of seen him broke out of his shell in terms of like, that's not something typical of hell to do. And so I knew he was really enjoying himself when it came to that. But for me, um, and, and speaking to a situation for me is that, um, especially when we talked about when we had went down to central Missouri, right? Hell and the friend groups that we had met. And it's, it's way different. It's a, it was kind of like a culture shock for me to be honest, come from North Omaha in a predominantly black neighborhood and go down to Warrensburg, Missouri, where they open carry. And I mean, it's just a different, yeah, <laughs> it's that, a different, that's eye-opening. that is eye opening. That is eye opening. That is for sure. And like he was saying, like you, we met a lot of like local like athletes and we have a lot of good friends, you know, now that came about that. But like at first it was a super culture shock. I'm like, bro, like I'm around a lot of white people. And then you got the perception of them with, or, you know, with the open carry and, you know, being a little bit country, you know, being from Missouri. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, but I had to open my mind and understand that on a lot of levels, we were more alike than I would have ever thought if I hadn't opened my mind to even receiving them in a way. Right. And I think a good thing where it challenges your perceptions and like where something for me was challenged is that a segue for me was having football. Right. I think football is a a great sport where it's an equalizer. Right. It don't matter where you come from, you know, your, you know, your family situation or nothing. Right. Make the best people play. Right. And that's white, black, you know, any any race for that matter. And so I think that was a good icebreaker for me. And then to learn about, you know, white people in the sense of actually seeing who they are and allowing them to see who I am and where I come from. The grace that I would have never gave them beforehand. Right. If I'm being honest, like I had to give that grace and understand, you know, that I wasn't I had to be open to hearing them out as well. Not on just like the the societal topics that we talk about when it comes to like the the bad things with race but just seeing how they move culturally right and a lot of my preconceived notions you know some things you know got some factuality but at the end of the day i learned that we had a lot in common and if i hadn't opened my mind and if football had not been there for me to have that gateway to even having those friendships i probably would have had those same things that i would have carried with me throughout life to where i wouldn't even be as close with a lot of white friends that i have now and so to see them in a different light and especially in that setting for me was like a, 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 a like a aha moment for me just in terms of my whole life. So I'll go to you, Trey. Do you, have you had like a situation where you had a preconceived notion of a group that was challenged? Uh, I could definitely say just like you guys, it was experiences that definitely changed how I thought of stuff. And right. mine isn't more of like 
blacks versus white, different environments like that, because just because I've been a part of all of them my whole life, basically, just because I have a that's because I have a biracial family. Mine is right. more of just um, exploring and being able to be open to experience of going out and like going to places where you may only know one person or two people and you just go out and just start talking to people and just being able to be around everybody. And I think a lot of biases have stopped people from being able to just go to a bar with you and your one friend or just go to a bar by yourself or go, it doesn't even have to be a bar, a park, just anywhere that just people hang out and do stuff. Like just being able to go right. there by yourself and being open to talking to anybody and not having a bias at all really changed how I thought of everything and how like, I'm not afraid to go out anywhere and then just go have an experience and just go talk to random people and just be opening. And I've learned definitely since I've been working like in the hospital, everybody talks to everybody. And if you're open and start talking to people, you never know whose day you'll make and like what different experiences you'll have with by checking your biases. Absolutely. And you, you segue into what I want to speak about. How, like, And I quickly want to get to this. Right. And I want to be brief with this in terms of like, how can we get rid of our biases or keep them in check? And for me, a thing that's that's near and dear to me and I think it's the number one thing for anybody to do is educate yourself, right? Ninety nine percent of our perceptions, whether it's stereotype and a prejudice stem from ignorance or a lack of knowledge about a certain group of people, right? We just don't have that that knowledge. We just are take what we're told or we take a piece of information and we kinda roll with that, right? That's what the whole we put that on the whole group and that's just what our brain is wired to do. So go in with an open mind to see the reality of people like who people are. And what they truly yeah. are about with Definitely a genuine vested interest. Right. Like with a genuine, with a genuine invested, like, you know, interest though. Like you don't want to go into these things where you coming in trying to, okay, I, I think I know this about them and trying to figure out like that confirmation, right? Like trying to validate what you already believe, right? Try to go on with the most open mind to see what it really is. And even if it's not for you or, you know, I got some validity to what you already heard, you'll be, more adapt to knowing that that willingness and openness right is you'll learn something from that right putting yourself in different situations to learn what they what different groups of people are truly about and that just don't even have to go to a race gender religion like we have more commonalities than we like to give each other credit for having so right. i would say educate yourself and like you can go find people you can go find these things it's not like I, it's a secret book to this like go put yourself in these situations where you are educating yourself about these people that you might have a bias to and most of the people are receptive to to you know you know being open to receiving you and we don't give enough people that credit so i'll shift to you trey what is one thing briefly that you would say that can keep our biases in check or get rid of a certain bias what what, what piece of advice would you have Definitely for mine, I would say the same thing I've been preaching throughout this whole podcast is just being open to the experience, like never writing anything off. Like, so what if you've never done something before or never been around people or things like that? Just be open to the experience because you never know what you're missing out on. And just like you said, you don't know what you don't know. So just always Absolutely. being open to an experience will definitely help check all the biases that you have, or at least most that of them. That openness and willingness, right? Like I said, you're not going to always be receptive to everything, right? We understand that. But you don't know what you don't know, right? And if you don't know something, like if at least you're being open and willing to doing it, at least you know that I have a chance of changing my mind or growing in my mindset with something I might have believed beforehand and it might be able to change. Because most likely it will, right? We are mostly right. ignorant on a lot of things that we're not around. So that openness and willingness that we've been preaching the whole podcast and we continue to preach because it's super, super important 
will help you grow in a lot of areas in your mindset. So I'll shift to you, Hell. What is a brief, you know, you know, thought for you or a piece of advice of getting rid of a bias or keeping our biases in check? I think the most important thing that you, the best way to combat being biased is to understand what right. you are. You can do revolves around critical thinking. So when you're talking about a bias, you are being biased. So whenever you're approaching a situation, you're always going to start thinking in your head. You're always going to start with scenarios and like, okay, this, this could happen. This is going to have, this is what I want and stuff. It's always nice to take a second and think like, wait a minute. Am I being biased? And while I'm already thinking on how this situation is going to go, kind of like what Trey said, if you're walking into a room with a bunch of people you don't know, right? Let's say it's a bunch of people who don't look like you or any type of situation. Obviously, there's a certain thought process is going to come through your head. Take a second and think to yourself, like, wait a minute, am I being biased? Is, Absolutely. Is how I'm thinking right now, is this opening, kind of like what Trey said, or... Is there some type of lack of knowledge do I have of a certain situation that I'm getting myself into, as Jordan's talking about? So to tie it all together, it, it's the idea is to take a second and think about what your plan of action is before you start doing it. Because if you just react, then nine times out of ten, you're going to react based off of your own bias. If you take a second Absolutely. to think about it, you'll eliminate a fair amount of the bias that you have up front and allow you to be open-minded and allow you to learn and allow you to try new things. Everything will build on itself through there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, that openness yeah. and willingness, that self-awareness that hell was talking about with that, you know, with it being the overall concept is super, super important. So with, with that being said, I want to wrap this episode up. It was a good episode for us. And we would like to thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Modeling Empowered Narratives podcast. You can find us on IG. Make sure to follow us for our uh, updated content and any information, additional information. You can follow us at underscore men, the podcast at underscore men the podcast and you can find us on spotify and apple Podcasts as well obviously this recording is going on youtube so make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel when this is up um this was a successful episode for us but um i'll end it with that yeah.